0: Welcome to Travel Worth Living, a travel podcast helping to share stories that matter from around the world. My name is Seth, and I'll be your host today as I talk with Chastity, a full-time travel entrepreneur and digital nomad coach. After becoming dissatisfied with her life in small-town USA, she bought a one-way ticket to Australia and never looked back. During our conversation, we talk about what launched her into the digital nomad life, how a defining moment when visiting the Tumpak Seu waterfalls confirmed why she loved this new lifestyle and how she is able to help others achieve the same goals for themselves. If you have ever dreamed of traveling full time or becoming a digital nomad, I'd highly recommend following Chastie on Instagram as she is constantly sharing incredible tips and tricks. If you're new to this podcast, welcome, we're so glad you could join us. Be sure and subscribe to the show to get notified when new episodes are released every Thursday. Here's
1: a sample of next week's episode. So we weren't in the place Shackleton was mentally. He didn't have that opportunity to get himself out of trouble. So although we did do it unsupported, we did mentally. And we weren't trying to be Shackleton and his team. We were just trying to tell the story from a different point of view, from a point of view from from their footsteps, if you like. Even when he broke up the tents, even when he broke up the teams for the rowing to, to Elephant Island, he knew who he had to put together in what boat. And if he got that wrong the team wouldn't work and they'd have been lost to sea. Or if you got that wrong in a tent, living in a tent in minus 60 degrees in Antarctica in the middle of the night on an ice shelf, if the personalities in that tent didn't get on or didn't work together, they'd have ended up killing each other. They'd have ended up, it would have just been horrific. There'd have been mutinies everywhere. I learned more about leadership and teamwork on this expedition than I did in in all my military career. And teamwork is everything in, in, in my military career and just watching how personalities just worked at the toughest of times and the occasions where we genuinely feared for our lives.
0: We always enjoy hearing your feedback after each episode, so be sure and connect with us on social media at Travel Worth Living or on the web at travelworthliving.com. Now, without further ado, here is my conversation with Chastity. Chastity, welcome to Travel Worth Living. So excited to have you on the podcast and get to chat with you.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So for people who don't know who you are, let's go ahead and just start with who you are and where you're at right now. So
2: I'm Chas, I am currently in South Africa. And yeah, jump me to like get into what I do right now or, or saving that for later?
0: Let's do it. Let's actually, yeah, jump into what you do.
2: <laughs> All right, cool. So um, I started out um, just doing like branded photography and stuff through my Instagram. Um, I started doing this full time when I had around 4,000 followers and I would just pitch to brands say, Hey, I'm a photographer. I can create content for you. I can promote you on my channels. Let's work together. And so I started making a living doing that. Found that I really, really loved that and enjoyed that. And so that kind of grew into what my passion is today, which is helping others learn how to do that and create this kind of lifestyle for themselves.
0: Wow. How many years ago was that?
2: Um, That was I quit my job in January 2019. Nice.
0: So yeah, you you've just gotten into this and you're already being quite successful with all the stuff that I see you're doing online. So that's awesome. Um, And tell me tell me where you're from, because you're not, I assume you didn't grow up traveling like this. (laughs)
2: No, so I grew up in a very small conservative town in the uh, Midwest in Indiana. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's where I'm from. But ever since I turned 18, I've kind of just fell in love with traveling and and seeing new places and going new places. And yeah, it's turned into this incredible thing.
0: (laughs) What was what was that first adventure that you went on? Like what, what made you jump into this travel bug? Because for a lot of people who grow up in a small conservative Midwest town, like the thought of what you're doing just full-time traveling around the globe is kind of scary. Also, like, it's kind of like this unicorn. It's like, oh, it's beautiful, but also really like we have no idea what what's going on there. Pretty, yeah. So what kind of got you into this lifestyle?
2: So, yeah. Um... It's actually, it's kind of a crazy story. So I, um, once I graduated high school, went to college, you know, I was gonna get my degree, get a house, get married, have kids, do what everyone else is doing. And I went through a really bad breakup and it was a really toxic relationship. And it was just a really, really low point in my life. And my mom was like, all right, you need to like, get out of here. Like you need to just leave, go somewhere new. And so my brother was actually stationed in Las Vegas. He's in the Air Force. So I moved out there with them, with him. Then I met my current husband and he's Australian. And he was there on vacation when we met and we fell in love. And then I went and lived in Australia. And ever since then, I've just like fallen in love with traveling and, and new places and everything like that.
0: <laughs> and that was the first time you had actually been out of the country when you went to Australia, right?
2: yeah so <laughs> we met we matched on tinder <laughs> uh, <yeah.
0: laughs> how random is that
2: <laughs> and we didn't actually get to meet up before he went back home so we like facetimed each other all the time like almost every night we would call each other and so eventually he was like if i buy you a ticket to australia like will you come to meet me and i was like sure why not (laughs) so yeah and that was pretty much that (laughs)
0: yeah so what were your what were your thoughts as you kind of prepared for this adventure because this is crazy so not only are you gonna travel outside of the country for the first time you're gonna meet this guy for the first time so yeah what was your what was your thoughts going into that
2: um i was just i was really excited like even after our very first phone call brad turned to his friend my husband brad turned to his um friends and he was like she's the one i've met the one like she's it and i think like from the very very beginning we knew that like there it was something different here like there was something special about this person and of course like all my friends and family were like don't go you are crazy he's going to like abduct you or something like this is not good um but like, like we FaceTimed a lot, so I at least knew he was, like, not a 50-year-old man scamming me or anything like that. Um, and then my mom did call him before I left, and she was pretty much like, listen, if anything happens to her, I will come and hunt you down. And, yeah. <laughs> but, you
0: always have to have the that family looking after you. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. My mom's been super, super supportive of everything. So I, I feel like that's really helped a lot with taking these leaps of faith and, and really diving into this lifestyle.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because kind of like you said, it, it is a leap of faith. Like the lifestyle is so, there's so many dangers and uncertainties and You could totally fail you could totally fail um so having that family support is so important so you got to australia what was what was your first experiences like in australia what were some of the first things that stuck out to you like whoa this ain't like they do it in america
2: (laughs) the amount of kangaroos there is insane i was not prepared for that (laughs) it was so cool um, but as far as like culture and everything goes, the only thing that's really different is they have so many slang words, like so much slang. And it's so hard to understand them when they're talking because every word I feel like they say is some sort of abbreviation or um, like, I don't what do you say? <laughs> they like cut off a lot of their words and add like IE at the end or like avo is avocado stuff like that, just like shorten words. And so I, half the time I was there, I'm like, wait, what did you say? Sorry. Can you ex- like explain what you just said?
0: Yeah. Cause they say they're speaking English, but are they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Hey, on the bright side though, when you married Brad, at least you didn't have to learn, uh, learn a different language except for, except for just the little slang. So it was, it was a, Fairly easy learning curve, I assume.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I do have an Aussie dictionary in my phone that helped me a lot, but <laughs> at least it's not like a whole new language.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. So did you have I'm always curious because I married an Icelandic girl, so I'm also like cross-cultural marriage. Um, and I'm curious, did you have anything that showed up in your guys' relationship that were cultural differences that you had to work through? Cuz this this isn't social media influencer branding anymore. This is like cross-cultural relationships. Like I kind of want to dig into this just a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um what do you think? I I feel like I feel like Australia is is kind of like America's little brother, honestly. They're very very similar in like culture and and everything like that. Um I did find it's not really a struggle, but I just noticed that Australians like travel a lot more than like people in the U.S. do, and I thought that was really cool. Like Brad and all of his friends have been like overseas at least once or twice in their life. Um, growing up, it's common to like go visit different countries and everything. And like growing up, especially from a small conservative town in the U.S., like people don't really travel. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah that's very true uh i've noticed coming to europe europeans just travel like they go to vacation down in turkey and greece and and then you know come up and live in scandinavia and in america we like to go to florida for vacation so we we don't we don't get out much
2: same spot in every same spot in florida every year was our family vacation
0: I love it. So you've, you've kind of had to go through a personal transition between, um, cause you were, did you ever feel like out of place in your midtown in Midwestern town, or did you very much grow up in that culture of, you know, you were going to stay there. You said you were going to get the job. Basically it was like the breakup that took you out of that trajectory, but what are some things that you've had to work through personally?
2: Yeah. So I absolutely think I'm like a totally different person than I was, growing up and, and before I moved away and everything like that. Um, one thing that I really, really love about travel is how much it has opened my mind and even my heart to other people. Um, cause I remember, uh, growing up the first time I met someone who like didn't believe in God, I was like mortified and not to get into like a topic that's so heavy, but I was just like, Oh my gosh, I like, can't be friends with this person. Like, and that, and traveling and seeing that there's just like so many different ways to live life and none of them are wrong that has like really, really opened my eyes and my heart. And that has been just like a major transformation that I've gone through as a person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is a fascinating topic um, that, I mean, we could go deep into. (laughs) let just personally, too, I I found that so often we have these preconceived judgments. And I was talking to uh, a guest, um, Goran, just recently, I can't remember which episode he was on. But he works a lot with primitive tribes. Um, He does a lot of photography. And he's like, you know, what what I've learned is we can't judge them based on our culture. And that, like what that just has stuck with me ever since I talked with him. Um, Because it's so true. I, I feel like we go through this transition when we start traveling and realizing there's so many different ways of doing life and we're all doing it right you know nobody's wrong we're we're just judging each other based on our own you know preconceived notions so that's that's powerful To that's a powerful transition that I've noticed with yeah. travel
2: <laughs> for sure yeah
0: Yeah. So you're in Australia and uh, kangaroos. So the hype is real. There there are a lot of kangaroos there. I have not visited Australia yet. I'm excited to at some point. Um, But then where did you travel next? Because now you're now you're traveling a lot. So at some point you went from just zooming out of the country to Australia to traveling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I moved to Australia. I lived there for a year. And then my husband wanted to experience life in the US. So we moved back to the US. And then a year after that, we moved into an RV. So we started traveling full time in the RV. That's after we both quit our jobs. And we started doing like the whole content creation thing. Um, And then yeah, when we we backpack, we backpacked through Southeast Asia for a few months, came back and then Sea Dog hit and we had to stay stationary for a little bit Um, but in January is when we came to South Africa (laughs) trying to get my timeline all straight
0: (laughs) yeah nice Um, yeah so I kind of want to hear about your RVing because that's also something that Americans don't think about a lot is that America has so much travel opportunity Um, And if you get in a van or an RV and just explore America, there is so much to learn and so many different cultures just in America. And 48% of my audience is American. So it's worth talking about a little bit. Uh, Tell me about some of your experiences there.
2: Oh my gosh. It's America is so, so beautiful. And I feel like a lot of people, especially again, growing up in the Midwest where I'm surrounded by cornfields, like I was just so amazed by the beauty of America. And that's one of my husband's favorite things about it too, living there is just the diversity of the landscape, especially out West, you can drive like two hours. It's a completely different landscape than it was two hours ago and then drive another two hours, completely different landscape. Um, so it's it's been absolutely amazing seeing all the places that are in the U.S. that are even nowhere else in the world and Yeah, I feel like it's so important to just even just explore your own backyard because there's so many places to explore and it's right there. And it's something that so many people like want to do. They just, I don't know, don't, but you should.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What was what was some of your uh, favorite locations that you visited?
2: I was so um, impressed by New Mexico, actually. And I think because we went there not having any expectations for it but I feel like it's one of the most underrated states that there is just because it's so chock full of amazing hot springs. There's of course the white sands national park is so beautiful. Like the prettiest sand dunes I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I really, really love New Mexico and Southern Utah, of course has just insane views. The red rocks and everything are so crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Utah, uh, is, is amazing. And then Arizona with like Sedona, um, the Red Rocks there as well. Just absolutely incredible. That's so yeah. cool. So how long, how long were you in the RV?
2: We were in the RV for about a year, about a year exactly. Um, okay. And then, yeah, for, for half of that though, we were stationed in Phoenix because of everything that was going on in the world. <laughs>
0: yeah so if if anybody's listening to this who kind of has this dream to get in an rv and do some travel what would what would be some tips that you'd have for them some things that you learned that uh other people could not have to learn the hard way
2: (laughs) always watch your head in the rv (laughs) so many times we've bumped our heads on things but um i would say as far as like advice would go, like, just go for it. Like it, it is a huge decision and it can be like super scary, but it was one of the best things that we've ever done. Um, and even when I first approached my husband with the idea, he was like, no way that is not happening. I will not live in an RV. Um, but eventually well, what, what happened is I bought a van and I started adventuring on my own in the van because by that time I'd quit my job and everything, and I was going on all these adventures by myself. And my husband was in a job that he hated, and he was like, wait a second, you're going on all these trips and seeing all these cool places. Okay, maybe I will do that with you. (laughs) So then, um, yeah, we just bought an RV on Craigslist. It was super cheap, fixed it up a little bit, and sold everything and took off.
0: I love it. So literally, that stereotypical sold everything, all in on the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> also, social social pressure works well. I, I've I've learned, you know, if your spouse or significant other isn't on board with something, just have fun, and they'll be like, "Ooh, I want to do that too."
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's exactly how it went with us.
0: <laughs> That's great. And then Brad got converted, so because <clears throat> he stayed with it yeah. for a year.
2: I was just going to say, yeah, he enjoyed it so much more than he thought he would.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I I don't want to miss over this point. Um, What would you say to people who are uncertain about these crazy lifestyles, whether it be full-time travel or RVing or living in a sailboat or um, anything else? Uh, They're just like, hesitant about it, but maybe they have a significant other who is all on board, or maybe they want to try it because they're at a job that they hate. What are some things that you've learned and you can kind of speak to in retrospect um, from just going for it?
2: Um, I think the main thing is to just base your decisions off of the good what-ifs and not the bad what-ifs. This is so like dumb and silly but like my husband and i literally live by the phrase yolo (laughs) you only live once and it's so true like we only have this one life so why why waste it you know and doing something that's safe but that we like that doesn't make us happy and if you base your decisions off of the good what ifs and you go for it um like incredible incredible things can happen and then too looking at the flip side like what's the worst that can happen we we move back home and get jobs again, you know, it's not really that bad. It's, you know, it's not like, you know, you're going to lose a limb or something. <laughs> it's not like that big of a crazy decision. The worst that can happen is is something so small like that. You just go back home and get a job, you know, at least you tried yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so then after you did your RVing, then you kind of moved to backpacking and all during this time, you st- you started taking photos, right? Started building your social media presence. Yeah. Yeah. What was that process like? Did you just kind of learn it on your own? Did you uh, take classes for it? Did you just do it for fun and it started growing organically?
2: So I I went into it with the goal, like, this is what I want to do with my life. And um, it was actually my husband who pushed me to this point because I was going to school for dental hygiene. And one day he was like, is... Is cleaning people's teeth gonna make you happy for the rest of your life like is that what you really want to be doing and i was like well no of course not but like it pays the bills right so um uh when he asked me that i was kind of just like this reflection of like wait a second like i know that i'm really passionate about photography i had like a photography little side business back in high school i loved it had so much fun with it and and that is Also, when I started becoming really passionate about like traveling and everything, and I knew there was these like influencer people who were making money traveling and taking photos and I was like that is like the perfect job for me. Um, So I went I started my page uh, back in like 2017 I think with the intention of like becoming an influencer. (laughs) And Uh, it was scary at first. I got a lot of judgment, lost a lot of friends from it, actually, from back home. Uh, People saying that I, like, lived for Instagram and everything, but I was like, whatever, it's a cool job. I think it's going to make me happy. I'm going to go for it. Um, So, yeah, I I started posting photos. At first, I had no clue what I was doing, Um, and I tried doing it all on my own up until I had to quit my job, and this is a whole another story. <laughs> but um, then I, <laughs> I purchased a few courses and audiobooks and everything over like social media and growing your page and photography, and, and started like investing my like my money and time into this business to go full time, and um, yeah, started implementing everything I learned, and it, it's grown into what it is today. <laughs>
0: Wow. What an amazing story. And I feel like, yeah, sometimes it can be a painful transition when you decide to do something else and friends don't understand Uh, that, that could be really tough and that can make so many people quit. Yeah. You're not alone there. And other, you know, people who are listening, like that is something that you might have to face. And I think that's kind of where you, where you write down on your, what ifs, you know, is that, so important that people accept me is that even more important than I me living a life that I enjoy and that fulfills me and you know sometimes that stuff happens so yeah 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 so then you started growing your page and you went backpacking around Asia that's tell me tell me what kind of made that decision how did that happen or was it just YOLO (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was basically just yellow um we we knew it was cheap so that was definitely a, a plus side to to going there um but it's something my husband and i have always wanted to go see there's just so many beautiful places in southeast asia so we were like instead of taking a small trip let's backpack for a few months and see it all
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome and it was during that that time when you were in Indonesia, right? And you visited the Timpak Siwa. How do you say that? The waterfall?
2: I think you said it right. Like Timpak Sewu or Siwa, something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're both probably pronouncing it wrong.
0: <laughs> Tell me about that experience.
2: Oh, my gosh. I think that was the experience that really, like, changed it all for me and changed, like, the direction of my life. Um, so... This waterfall, I don't know if you've seen photos, it's absolutely incredible. Probably the most beautiful waterfall in the world. Um, And not only that, but our journey to get there, everything that could have gone wrong, went wrong on that journey. And (laughs) so when I finally got there and I was like standing up on this rock, looking at this massive, like, it's almost like a 360 waterfall. It's just all around you. And I was just thinking like, this is it. Like, like I have made it. That was one of my first trips that I was getting paid to like create content and stuff for as well. So I was just like, so excited about that. And I felt so fulfilled and so happy in this moment. And that is when I realized that I wanted to like help other people create the same like life for themselves because I was before content creation I was in a job that I absolutely hated. And um, it was kind of along the career path that I wanted to go to. I was a vet assistant working in like a hospital and everything like that. And I just realized that that's not for me. And I'm sure not all, all hospitals are bad, but this one in particular was just very, very toxic environment. And so being there at that waterfall in that moment was just such a pivoting point. And I was like, I want to help others quit these horrible jobs that they're in and build their dream life because it is possible. Like I, I remember in the beginning, like I actually have this tattoo um, of an airplane that I got before I even like left the country before I even like went traveling or anything but it was always something that fascinated me but it was something that in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, one day, one day it'll happen or, you know, always maybe, but seeing now that it's possible and other people can do it too. It's just like, Oh, it's my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) What a powerful moment to like realize that your dreams have come true. And that kind of pivots you into the next stage where, you know, it's, it's like your toxic breakup launched you into this phase of discovering it for yourself. And then that waterfall experience was like, wow, I've made it. I want to help other people get to this point.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) I've gone through a lot of changes as a person for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of launched you into this this new uh, kind of business model that you're doing with helping other people. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me what you do.
2: Yeah. So I'm like a social media um, digital nomad content creator coach all in one. And uh, (laughs) I basically just help other people grow their Instagram accounts and start reaching out to brands and and doing product photography for them and getting paid for it. And then eventually quitting their jobs and and building this career up that helps them live their lifestyle, whether it's just to be at home with the kids or, you know, a digital nomad and traveling the world and everything like that. Um, So, yeah, that's what I help people do.
0: (laughs) I love it. So for somebody interested in doing it, um, do you have any criteria for whether they've already started traveling or whether they're just interested in it or what is kind of your your dream clients?
2: So I think, I definitely think it's someone who enjoys taking photos and, and enjoys connecting with others because so, social media is very, very social. You have to enjoy replying to all your comments and building those connections with your community. And for some people that can be very draining. Um, so if that's something that drains you, maybe it's not for you, but if you do enjoy connecting with other people, you enjoy going out and taking photos, um, whether, I mean, it doesn't even have to be travel necessarily, but just, you know, you have to Instagram is photo based, you have to create content for that. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like my ideal person. And if you don't enjoy those things, as much fun as it sounds to do this, maybe it's not for you. But that doesn't mean that there's not something out there for you that can, you know, still be your your dream life and travel or whatever it is that you want to do.
0: So basically, do you have courses that people can take? Or is it just kind of like one on one? um, What kind of uh, content can they expect?
2: Yeah, so I offer a few different things. I have four different ebooks and then two courses and then I do like a one-on-one sort of Instagram audit, Instagram makeover thing to help you with like your photos and, and just going through your profile. And It's kind of a deep day onto the things that you can improve on the things that you're doing well at stuff like that so
0: yeah that's awesome (laughs) and honestly like i i learned one thing from you that i haven't implemented yet but it was funny when when i was starting to follow you i noticed uh you would post travel tips and then uh on social media um yeah just how to do social media and then you'd have like save this post for later you know, so that people could read it. And I know that, you know, saving a post actually boosts it in the algorithm. I was like, that is so genius. Like give people content, give them quality stuff that they enjoy, and then they'll save it. And then that helps you. And it's like, win, win, win. So yeah, I know you, I'm sure you have like tons of good tips there.
2: <laughs> giving away all my secrets. Yeah, <laughs>
0: sorry, but um, free to admit, I can edit that out if you need, but yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no that's that's no, awesome I
2: guess I'm all, all about giving information out
0: <laughs> you know the more we give the more we get it, it used to be just like a saying that um I you know it's kind of like one of those feel-good sayings but as I've gotten more into like content and uh social media and stuff I've noticed it's so true because the more you give the more people trust you and I mean because you're trustworthy because you're giving uh so much quality content and so then they want to work with you and then you can even go deeper and help them more so yeah it's just i love it when it it works like that
2: yeah that's exactly it you caught on
0: (laughs) but yeah so that was that was kind of the experience that that launched your your social media coaching um but you also what were some of the other places you visited in asia i believe you went to japan as well
2: yeah, yeah, we've been to Japan. We went to Thailand, Vietnam, um, Cambodia, Singapore, Hong Kong. Wow, I think that's it. <laughs> Almost all the countries in Southeast Asia.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, what was what was some of the uh, cultural aspects of Japan that kind of caught your eye? shocked you oh so you?
2: was oh my gosh japan was so 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 neat um and that was we actually went to japan right when i was living in australia so that was like the second kind of like cultural experience outside of the us that i've had and being in a culture that's like so different from your own is such an incredible experience and one of the things that like just really stuck out to me, which I was so amazed at. I feel like it's such a considerate thing to do is like on an escalator, people on the left side, they all stand so that people on the right side can walk up the escalator. Like that's how it is. It's like, everyone follows that. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like that's so handy for people who like wanna walk or if you just wanna stand, you know, you're not standing in the middle, like in the US, you can't just walk up an escalator unless no one else is on the escalator. <laughs> and I just feel like that's so considerate, like, and I feel like the, the Japan culture is so considerate of others. Um, and and their trash system, they have like no uh, trash cans in public, yet it's so clean. And I think that's also really incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's funny when you when you mentioned the escalators, um, they they drive on the opposite side of the road from America. So there's also that, uh, yeah, so when you said what, they, they stand on the left so the people on the right can pass them. Because at first I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they're opposites.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, I, um, my family lived in Japan when I was younger uh, for like two, well, a year in Japan and a year in Okinawa or a few months. I can't remember exactly, but I remember like exactly what you said, like their culture is so polite. Um, we would go and get fuel in a gas station and the attendants would come out and like bow to you and like get your fuel and then bow to you and then go out into the road, stop traffic and have you come out and they would bow to the traffic and bow to you. Just incredible. Like, yeah, just so polite. Oh, (laughs) Funniest story. Uh, so we were flying back to the U.S. and of course you're in the airport, you know, and and the um, the ramp attendants, uh, the ones directing the airplane. As the airplane left, they finished directing. You know, the airplane uh, revved up its engines and they bowed to the airplane as it as it left. Then we landed, we landed in the U.S. and this guy in like baggy shorts and and a t-shirt comes out. He's like chewing gum and we're like, yeah, we're back in America. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Kind of a stark cultural <laughs> difference there.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> Even yeah. to like just pick up on it and just be like, yep, we're we're back in America. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So you're in, in South Africa now. Um, what kind of drew you to South Africa? What made you guys want to go there?
2: Um, it's always been someplace that I've wanted to see. And What happened, it kind of happened by accident. Um, We originally were supposed to move to Germany this year, or uh, last year in the winter, but everything's like closed down. But at the time, Germany was allowing flights in from the UK still. So we booked a flight to the UK, quarantined there for two weeks. But while we were there for two weeks, Germany closed everything down. So we were like, we really don't like London because it's very cold and gloomy. I think the entire two weeks that we were there, we saw the sunshine once. And so we are like, where can we go that we can just like chill for a little bit? It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be warm. And South Africa was close, fairly close by um, to Europe. And yeah, we were just like, why not? <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So what are what are some of the cool things that you've seen there or the unique parts of South Africa that you've discovered?
2: So many cool things. Um, The penguins have probably been my favorite part. A lot of people don't realize that there's a penguin colony in South Africa. And I guess like you think of penguins, you think of cold, but I don't know. It was incredible. The penguins were by far my favorite thing Um, and then going on a safari and seeing a lion in the wild and giraffes and elephants seeing that wildlife that's like nowhere else in this world was amazing. Um, We also just did this really cool hike in Drakensberg. Uh, It's actually the second tallest waterfall in the world. And that was incredible. We had a cloud inversion while we were there. And it was just like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Man, that would be incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: It was that's, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So where are you guys planning on going next?
2: So we are planning a road trip right now throughout um, Africa. We plan on going up through like Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Kenya, through the Congo and then Namibia. And then from there, I'm not sure what we're gonna do, but right now that's gonna take up about like two or three months of our time.
0: <laughs> I love it, sounds amazing. So if people want to uh, what, yeah, follow along with your adventures, how can they find you online?
2: So I am on Instagram and my handle is through the lens l y well l l y n s because l y n s is taken unfortunately (laughs) oh man Uh, yeah (laughs) but that's pretty much my main channel i'm also on tiktok but i'm not as like active on there uh but yeah instagram and i also have a website and blog through the lens.com that's where you can find me
0: (laughs) i love it And I'll also put those links in the show notes so people can find it there. All right, I am going to finish up with, I used to have the rapid fire facts section, but I noticed that sometimes when I'd ask, it was basically, uh, I would ask a bunch of travel related questions and you said the first thing that came to mind. But I noticed that some people would try to explain their answers and some of their answers were really hilarious. Like I wanted to hear the story. So I'm changing it up a little bit. So I have two different sections. So I have a this or that section, where I will ask you this or that, and you will say this or that. Pretty self-explanatory. And then I'll have another question where, um, another section where I'll just ask you travel trivia. And we'll go ahead and start with that section. So yeah, just uh, a bunch of travel related questions. What is your favorite city that you visited?
2: brisbane australia it just has a special place in my heart
0: (laughs) is that like the first place that you guys lived or met up yeah i love it
2: yeah (laughs) where we met up where i lived for a year it's such a beautiful city too i really really loved it there
0: (laughs) if you could live anywhere in the world permanently or i should say if you had to live anywhere in the world permanently where would you want to live
2: Oh, this is so hard. My mom asks me this all the time. And I'm like, I, I can't decide. Don't ask me such a hard question. There's so many places. Um, if I could choose a country, I would probably choose Australia.
0: <laughs> nice. What is the worst food that you've ever tried? <laughs>
2: um, a scorpion.
0: Oh, my. Where was that?
2: It was in the shot glass like a shot of whiskey (laughs) in las vegas actually
0: no way that's hilarious it's kind of like um in japan they had a habu sake Uh, did you hear about that or did you get to try that it's so sake is like uh an alcoholic drink i i don't know better way to describe it and then a habu is a snake and they would literally put a snake in this drink yeah basically (laughs) kind of like the scorpion shot yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you could change one thing about travel, what would it be?
2: Um, all flights are first class.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I love it.
2: Forever, for everyone.
0: <laughs> this or that. Would you prefer to travel by train or bus?
2: Uh, train.
0: Do you enjoy exploring beaches or cities? Beaches. Do you prefer solo travel or group travel?
2: Oh, oh, this is a hard one. Uh, uh, group travel. As much as I love solo travel, group travel is more fun, I think.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, would you rather do deep ocean diving or mountain climbing? Like Everest kind of mountain oh, climbing.
2: Deep ocean diving, I think. We went scuba diving. And it was the coolest thing I've ever done.
0: I bet. I've not done it yet, but it just looks, it's like you're flying underwater.
2: Yeah. And you're you're just like being underwater.
0: Where did you get to go?
2: Uh, We did it in Australia with sharks, actually. And it was really scary, but really cool. Um, But yeah, just like being underwater and like breathing is like the craziest thing.
0: (laughs) That's incredible. Do you prefer Nikon, Canon, or Sony? Uh,
2: (laughs) Canon. Canon.
0: Would you rather ride in a boat or fly in an airplane?
2: Oh, Mm. maybe a boat ride. Boat rides are always fun.
0: When you travel, do you prefer a strict schedule or go with the flow?
2: Definitely go with the flow.
0: It's almost essential for travel
2: um it really is (laughs)
0: yeah so you already kind of answered this but with money in mind when you fly do you prefer first class or economy
2: (laughs) i have actually never been first class but (laughs) when you you walk past them when you get on a plane that's like longer than 12 hours and i'm always just like oh that would be so nice (laughs)
0: Yeah, and also the ones longer than 12 hours, you would take a year saving up for that.
2: (laughs) They're insane. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) they're so expensive.
0: (laughs) Which do you value more, Uh, more money or more time?
2: More time.
0: Do you prefer planned tours or random exploration?
2: Definitely random exploration. (laughs)
0: And I'm kind of throwing this on you because I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but do you have a favorite travel hack that you would like to share?
2: Oh, travel hack. Okay, so we recently found this out. I don't know if this applies to like everyone, but when you book on Airbnb for more than a month, they give like massive discounts, like sometimes even over like half percent. So even if you book, If you're booking somewhere for two weeks, check how much it is to book for the entire month because a lot of times it will be cheaper to just book the entire month, which is insane.
0: Oh, wow. That is really good to know. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, and then last question, what makes travel worth it to you personally?
2: (sighs) What makes travel worth it to me? I just think, Becoming the person that I am today and being so happy and free in my life and feeling like um, like I have control over my life and I'm not, like a lot of my friends back home are so anxious and they're on all these medications and everything and I feel like it's because we live in a society that tells us we have to live a certain way. And I, I feel like I owe it all to traveling, that I get to live this lifestyle that I do, that I am the person who I am today.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this conversation with your friends. You can find me on social media at Travel Worth Living or on the web at travelworthliving.com. I sincerely hope you'll join me again next week for another incredible conversation about travel. I'm Seth Sutherland and this is Travel Worth Living.